Hello. Good afternoon, Mariana. How you doing? Good afternoon, Rolando. Very well. All right. Well, I just want to introduce myself, um, uh, Dr. Orlando Walters, a doctor of physical therapy. And this is uh, pretty much our first uh, podcast, our first uh, engagement talking and, and, and discussing certain things in reference to physical therapy. Um, but more importantly, I really want to focus on human health and productivity and the ability to do what it is you really want to do. And today's focus is going to be on um, uh, marathon runners and issues that they may, might be having. Um, but before we do that, I would like to introduce Mariana. Hi. Now, I'm very excited to start this new project. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. My name is Mariana Rendon, and I'm physical therapy with accreditation in the state of Florida. And I have 20 years of experience, more than 20 years of experience working with athletes. And I would love to discuss this topic about runners and the injuries they have been suffering yes, because yes. I am a runner. So I definitely know what are the runners suffering and what the frustration they feel when they are mm -hmm. on a program to get the best pace that it can get and an injury to stop them to get their goal accomplished. Right. Firsthand experience. I don't think anything else can beat that really. I mean, exactly. books are good and reading about information, but the experienced information, I, I don't think you can get any better than that, you know? All right. So, um, so again, there's a lot of people who are out there running marathons. For myself, I don't enjoy running that much so much, but I do see the usefulness and effectiveness of it. And um, I do work with quite a few athletes who are runners, and um, they, they do those kind of um, exercise activities. In fact, um, this time of year or the beginning of the year in January, February, and March, there's a lot of marathons that are going to be happening down here in South Florida. So we have the Pine Crest uh, Half Marathon. That's uh, the first week of January. Yes. Um, we have the we Disney run. We have Disney run. Marathon. The first week of January as well. Okay. Um, there's also the Miami uh, Marathon, which is really big. It's huge. It is huge. Yeah. On the, between 5,000, 10,000 uh, runners. And there's also a Fort Lauderdale. The 305 um, Marathon or Half Marathon in Fort Lauderdale. I think as they'll do it in February. I think it's almost at the end of the February, but it's right there. Okay. Right in the corner. So. Okay. All right. So um, for all the individuals who are training right now, running, and they're preparing to put forth their best effort, especially in the races, which are qualifying for the, ba the Boston oh, Marathon yes. and the other marathons that are up north. They're the biggest one. They have yeah. five of them. Um, we got some tips and pointers on how to make your training as best as possible so you can put forth your best performance for those, um, for those races, you know? Yes, yes um, definitely. So we just want to see everybody do good. And now you know that you can rec you can recognize what the symptoms that you are suffering and the way they came from. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I was talking with Orlando before that the majority of the injuries where the runner have been suffering it is caused because they have an own balance. Yes. And when yes. we talk about balance, it is just that a group of muscles is stronger than others. Yes. Or their joint is not moving or moving too much, so you can actually address those problems to maintain. The, like coming over with the with the, with your problem, you don't have to with your program. Sorry, you don't have to take a couple of weeks out of your training because you have a inflammation, you have an irritation, or you have a pain that doesn't let you go through your training plan. So. I, I would love to piggyback on that in, uh -huh. in, in reference to the the, the poor balance. So uh, for myself, um, usually exactly to go along with what you're saying, the majority of injuries that I see in individuals, especially if they didn't have a hammer drop on the foot, mm -hmm. is due to imbalance. Exactly. Now, those imbalances are things, if recognized early enough, we can, can be mitigated so you don't have that problem. Exactly. So you don't lose valuable training time, you know, because when you lose, if, if you make an adjustment, if you seek out therapy or anything like that, if you make that adjustment, it might be one or two days out of a training session as opposed to one or two weeks exactly. to recover from an injury. Yep. And we all know what happens if we stop training for a week or two, we lose almost, all, that's what it feels like. It lose like, feels like we lose all our gains that yeah. we've been working months to achieve. And I can tell you, it's so much frustrating when you, you, you have a goal and you feel like, okay, I'm getting closer to the goal. And then you have an injury and you feel like you are going back. Training. Training. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> so my question to you is, what are common injuries um, that you see with your marathon runners? All right. First, I think at, I always say like a 70% of my, my team that I, I am running with mm -hmm. have been suffering from IT band syndrome. Oh, okay. 
I think that's the first one. Okay. okay. So the next one will be patel femolar syndrome. Mm -hmm. And the third one, we have a lot of them, but the third one is shin spleen. Yes, yes. I so see that very those, those are the most common, but we have some more that I have been seeing on my team okay. and have been seeing treating my patients that are runners. Okay. So, yeah, so TBN syndrome, mm -hmm. I think we have to address it okay. no matter what. Okay. All right. So tell me about your, the, your experience with individuals with the IT band uh, syndrome. Definitely. I can, I can actually get in that group. As an individual, we think about like, okay, I, I want to start running. And we just like, I wake up, get our shoes on, get the shorts on here in Florida and go for a run. Mm -hmm. And we actually, we have to build our body to be able to run. And the first thing that it happened, it is you have pain in the side of your knee or pain in the side of your hip. You don't know where they came from, but you cannot get more than five kilometers without feeling the pain and you have to decrease the pace. So what happened here? We don't have the strengthening on a hip flexor or strengthening of our hip stability and the AT band, which is the big tendon. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Very it, thick, very big, very thick, thick and very, strong tendon, yes. It is on the side of your leg, is form part of that, a, a really good muscle for your hip, which is the, the, oh my God, can you say the name of the muscle? The iliotibial band? The, the muscle, what is attached to the iliotibial oh, band? Oh, the, uh, the, 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 the fascia latte. The fascia, fascia latte. latte. Yes, Tensor exactly. fascia latte, yes. Exactly. Yes. So, and the, the glute is also, get out in, get working with the glute. Mm -hmm. The glute is a so important muscle that you're using when you are running. Oh, for and sure, no question. When you do not have, when I was talking about glute, we have three glutes. So you have to get the three glutes strong enough. Mm -hmm. So if those muscles are not stronger, the AT band is start doing a lot of job. It's doing over his capacity. Mm -hmm. So definitely you're going to get that tendon shorten it and tight. And we'll actually get irritation on the insertion. And that's what we call AT band syndrome. I would love to piggyback on what she's saying as well. I'm a piggybacker, okay? All right. <laughs> so um, I always bring this analogy uh, forth. Let's say you have an individual who runs a mile a day. Okay, no problem. They want to get a little sweat out. They're doing something. Everybody says, hey, look, there's a, there's a Mar Miami Marathon coming up. I want to be a part of it. I want to participate. Let's be the best we can be. Let's go out there and do our thing. And um, let's train for it. Okay, so you run a mile a day. Technically speaking, you're not a couch potato. Okay, so you start training. You get to five miles. You get to 10. You start having all these aches and pains. You never had any aches and pains before. You start asking yourself, why? Why do I have all this discomfort? Well, it's important to realize and understand that your body might be strong enough to run that mile, maybe even those five miles. But once you start pushing that body's limit, mm -hmm. you don't have the stamina endurance of that strength for that duration uh, period of time. And that's when those issues come, come about. Yep. So it's very important that we find out the specific areas where the insufficiencies are, where there's one area that's a little bit weaker than the other, one area that might be a little bit tighter than the other. You know, um, and, and then be able to train for that because I can I can I can almost guarantee that when we start to fatigue, I don't care what sport event or any even here in the office. Once you start to get weak or you start to get fatigue, your form starts to, to, to deteriorate. Yes. OK. And that is a is the perfect recipe for disaster. Exactly. So, you know, you know, with that being said, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to steal the glory, but I, I really had to make sure that was well said, you know, was yeah. said. No, and definitely you are not, you're waking up and you're not like, okay, I want to run, let me hide somewhere that actually teach me how to run because we, we know how to run. We have been running since we were able to walk. Yes. So, but definitely when you are planning to get a goal running, like, okay, I want to do 10 miles. I want to do, I don't know, I want to do half a marathon. So you definitely have to surround by the team that teach you how to properly run to get the best effort out of your body without, without having an injury or at least have the less amount of injury you can have during the process. The, you know, the, even the best runners or the best athletes have been suffering from injury, but they are surrounding a team that helps them to solve it. And definitely we have to address this one. This is a problem in a health culture, mm -hmm. we treat the disease. Yes. Or we treat the injury. Yes. But we don't prevent it. Yes. And I think at the base of this podcast is prevent yes. the injury. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we, we have 
to address us, the symptoms at the beginning. Yes. Right? So my mom used to always tell me ever since a young child when I used to cause trouble, okay, that, uh, and I'm really bad with these, with these analogies, but I believe it's an ounce of prevention is worth more than a pound of cure. Of course. Okay. Um, so I, what I love about what you're saying in terms of having a team, um, the individuals that I've worked with, they're solo. They might have somebody who can kind of give them an outline of what to do and how to do it, yep. but they're going through the entire experience on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love the fact that you're a part of a team, so now we have multiple experiences, and you're, you're almost outsourcing your experience to make sure you can pick, you can choose pick and choose the good ones that you want to be a part of yeah. and pick and choose the ones you don't want to be a part of which more than likely is the injuries exactly you know so my my question to you is this with you with your IT uh band syndrome knowing what you know now prior to having it what would you have done to prevent it more strengthening okay but strengthening of what the strengthening is a very broad it's, term yes, and there's yes. a lot of muscle that that requires strengthening yes, so but to be definitely specific. okay this is this is not going to be like like a, a big aspect of everything i'm going to talk about myself yes. as a patient at as a runner okay so i notice is that my body type it is not aligned i okay. have one of my right knee which is my 80 band that actually gave me trouble mm-hmm. it is that three glutes are not strong my adductors are not strong enough. So my knee is actually twisted inside with a slightly rotation that nobody else can see, but definitely put a lot of tension on my AT band. So you have valgus at the knee, is what you're telling me. It's now like a kind of valgus of the knee because it's not a pathology. You can actually, you, because I'm PT, you can see it, mm-hmm. but it's not definitely that I'm going to a doctor that will say, oh, you have a valgus on your knee. No, because they don't, a measurement that I can diagnostic. Okay. Of the knee. Okay. But you can see the knee is rotating inside just a little bit, and the TB is rotated outside. Gotcha, gotcha. So the T-band, it have a lot of tension by itself mm-hmm. without running. For sure. So when I start running, I notice it's like, okay, is something wrong here? My A-T-band just from the right side is giving me trouble. Let me figure it out what I'm happening. Mm-hmm. And I, I actually have an, a, a specialization on uh, postural brain education. Okay. So I do an uh, evaluation on myself as I notice that my knee, it is a little bit more out of the line. It's mm-hmm. more to the inner side of my body than the other one. So you have an imbalance on that, okay. uh, in a particular leg. Mm-hmm. So I have to focus on the strengthening of my glutes. I have to focus on the strengthening of my abductors. Mm-hmm. And I have to release the AT band at least once a week. Okay. You can name it. Roll, rolling over the foam roller. Okay, foam roller, to, that's your thing. To release to release the fascia. Okay. Working with a collie to do a manual therapy on my AT band. Okay. And doing the strengthening weekly. Ah, okay, okay. So, that, so that's your method? Yes. Okay. Um, sorry, so in, in my experience, especially individuals who have that issue, based upon what you're telling me, um, I want to dive in just a little bit deeper, right? So when you walk, you can't really see anything. So yeah. when we're running, imagine this. I mean, I, I could assume doing training, you're probably putting 10, 20,000 steps in one training session, yep. right? So for individuals who don't have an issue with their regular walking, the insufficiency or the poor mechanics are going to show up maybe out of 20,000 steps, maybe around 12, 15,000. Uh, 15, so then you have 15,000 steps of something not going the way it's supposed to be. So what I, what I always suggest to individuals is this. If you have the opportunity, if you can record your movement pattern, you know, you won't be able to record two, three hours of running, but record different stages of the running in the beginning. So, you know, okay, you feel good. Everything is where it's supposed to be and halfway through and then towards the end. And I can almost guarantee you're going to see a little bit of a difference in between all three. Of course. You know, so and then with that time frame. Now we can see, okay, we're running good for a certain period of time. Yes. And we make sure, okay, during this time period, we might have to make the, the, the mental isolation. isolation. <laughs> right? <laughs> to, say, to say, okay, all right. At this time period, I'm starting to, to decrease, and I need to make sure I focus on my form. Yeah. You know? And, and I know when it comes to marath- you know, marathons and, and, and running for long periods of time, it's, there's a lot of mental that's involved. It is. You know, I think that's the biggest thing. Maybe that's the reason why I can't do it so well. But, <laughs> but, but yeah, so I know it's very mental. So that is a, a good systematic approach to be able to kind of figure out what the issue is and how to target it yeah. to make it, to, to, to get better yes. at it. 
you know? But definitely for those that are running right now, when you feel like a kind of burning sensation around your knee, the left, the lateral side of your knee. The outside of the knee, yes. Uh, it will be the AT band syndrome. Could be because of different reasons, but definitely the AT band, the AT band tendon that is irritating if you have to fix it. You have to go to a physical therapist or someone to do evaluation on you and address the problem. Definitely. Movement analysis, I think, goes a very long way. Oh, yes. You know, and understanding. And in physical therapy, we are working just the movement. We are actually mm -hmm. in pro mm -hmm. the mobility. So you have to move balance. Yes. You have to get the right motion of your body to prevent you to get injury. Yes. Yes. So that's what we are training for. Give me another one. So the next one, I would say that they call uh, running knee. Runner's knee, yep. Yes. Okay. Do you know about that one? Oh, yes. I know it very well. What very well. What do you well. know about that one? That one. Okay. All right. So I used to be a sprinter uh, myself in high school. Oh, you see? And used to run short distances just for the sake of running. Yeah. And had a little bit of experience with that as well. Um, so in terms of pain to the kneecap or pain at the, I don't want to get all super technical, right? Um, but below the knee. Uh -huh. um, and, and sometimes a little bit to the inner portion of the knee as well, the medial aspect of the knee. And what I realize is... With that, with everything that you're saying, super super tight on the outside, glutes, IT band. Mm -hmm. But for myself, I notice the bicep femoris, or you have three you have three hamstring muscles mm -hmm. and the most lateral of the hamstring muscles. And in my experience, the majority of individuals tend to be way tighter or way stronger in that particular uh, muscle of the hamstring versus the others. Mm -hmm. The other two hamstring muscles attached to the medial side. Yeah. So. They're weaker, and they're not pulling and holding things in a proper alignment. Mm -hmm. So what I usually do, I do this for myself, and I, I do this for anybody who I encounter with the issue. I, I go towards checking to see how strong the adductors or the muscles that bring the, the feet or the, the knees together, mm -hmm. how strong that area is, and see how to uh, get them to activate that, uh, get them to work that area a little bit more so it kind of reduces the out of line positioning, you yeah. know. I mean, I can see it here, but I don't know how to put it. I don't <laughs> <laughs> put it in words. Right, right, right. But, but actually, yeah. the pain. Where do you feel the pain when you have a knee runner? Well, I have had it a long time, but um, you, you, you will feel it around the kneecap. Okay. Below the kneecap. Yes. Or sometimes on the inner portion of the kneecap. Right. Yes. So, okay, this is the question. Yes. Because I'm a little bit confused. To okay. me, mm -hmm. Mariana, no, I'm physical therapist. Mm -hmm. What you can find in internet has a runner's knee. It is a hundred percent related to patellofemoral syndrome. Yes, it is the same, right? Yes. So, okay, mm -hmm. it was like a kind of confusing. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, so, so, yeah. So, so runner's knee could be also called patellofemoral syndrome. All right. Um, it could be a few other things that kind of go into it because. Some individuals use it as a, an umbrella term as well. Exactly. They put a lot of things in there. Exactly. You can have uh, runner's knee, which would be more so towards uh, tendonitis of the pes anterior rind. Exactly. Or the attachment of all the uh, hip adductors, which is right. on the lower portion of the knee. I got I see it. individuals wrap that in there as well. Okay. But, you know, that's what, the reason why I kind of I named multiple points around the knee for that. But I notice that if you do the strengthening and work on the alignment, it kind of helps all three all of, of those events. issues. Of yes. course, of yes. course. Yes. 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 So here's my so my question. Okay, so if someone were to ask me, okay, I'm having and I, I don't have uh, the opportunity or time to be able to put hands on them to be able to see what the issue is, and they, this is what they describe to me. The best thing I can tell them right away is to make sure your hip extensors or your hamstring muscles uh -huh. are good and and flexible, and your adductors are good and strong. Yes. That's the best thing I could say. We can dive into it a little bit more specifically, depending on the individual, what they like to do. Exactly. But, that, but simply put, that's the best thing I could tell you to do to kind of resolve that issue so it's no longer a problem or minimize it as a problem as much as possible. Yes. That's okay. good. So everything related to balance. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, no question so, about it. No, no question about, about it. it. Let me tell you, we can, we can literally teach a course for a week on balance on so many different oh, yes. things just, just talking from the hips down. Yeah, it's 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 ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And I think, you know, we've been in the game for so long. We've seen so many things. I think there's some certain things that we take for granted 
And when we start talking, which is the reason why I'm trying to keep it as, uh, you know, like you're kind of summarizing, <laughs> you know, as, yes, summarizing as best as possible, primarily because we could talk all day about it oh, yeah. and we can get super deep into it. Yeah. So, you know, with that being said, you know, we love questions. And I, I think I think one of the reasons why we get along so well is primarily because we like to educate the individuals, you know. And I think information and education is probably one of the best steps for uh, clients and patients in recovering and prevention of problems mm-hmm. or injuries. Yes. You know? Yes. I got and a question. You know, create the awareness. Do you have a question? Yes. Oh. But yeah, no, but awareness, no question about it. That comes with information, oh, understanding, yes. you know? Yes. So tell me about plantar fasciitis. Okay. Plantar fasciitis. Mm-hmm. Honestly, mm-hmm. on my experience, based on my experience, it is the hardest one to treat. Okay. Why? Um, It is the fascia of the food. It is irritated. Mm-hmm. But it have too many things related to weakness. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Weakness mm-hmm. is one of them. Um, muscles that have been working too much for too long that mm-hmm. are pulling tissue, pulling fascia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a good way to put it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, no arch support. Yes. No good shoes for your For your body, for the way that you weigh get on the floor and the way getting on your fascia, the fascia or your foot. It is a lot of things together. Yes. It's a lot of things together. Yes. Um, mobility. Yes. So sometimes the fascia is irritated just because the ankle is not moving right. Mm-hmm. So the muscle and the foot is doing an extra effort to make the motion that ankle is not making. Yes. And it's like a kind to, to me, it is kind of more like, Honestly, make a good evaluation of the motion from the hip to the bottom. Mm-hmm. It's everything related. It's everything related. Sometimes the hip is not moving well, so the foot is doing everything. Uh, and you keep, you keep, I don't know how many sessions working on the mm-hmm. foot, <laughs> and the problem is coming from the hip. Right. I, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but, but I, I think it's great what she's talking about. And here's the reason why. The whole entire area is connected. Just like you said, the whole entire area's connection. When you have ground reactionary forces going from the toes and the foot all the way up to the hip, you don't know which one came first. Mm-hmm. Is it the chicken or the egg? Yeah. Was it the hip or the foot or the foot or the hip? We don't even uh-huh. know. That's why we have to look at the entire thing as one. Exactly. You know? I- I'm sorry. No, that's true. That's true. That's actually what I'm telling you. So to me, the, the hardest one, find the fasciitis. Okay. <laughs> so so the, the, the simpler or simple term or the term that most people are probably familiar with is uh, heel spurs. Yes. Okay, so um, without going super deep and, and, and getting extremely involved, uh, I want to tell a quick little story. Okay. Okay, so I was listening to a podcast, all right, and uh, they, they, were, they were speaking about indigenous individuals in South America in some oh. plains super high up. So they don't have technology and things of that nature. They don't even wear shoes. Yeah. Okay, so, but they run everywhere they go. Now, these individuals run between 25 and 50 miles daily. I mean, easy, without any shoes. And when I heard that podcast years ago, it started to put something in my mind. I thought to myself, how is it that these individuals are doing all of this in shoes when I can barely walk around my house on my tile floors <laughs> without my feet hurting, yep. you know? So it comes, it come to find out that these same individuals, they bring them over here to run marathons, they run them barefooted easily, and they win as if it's nothing. Uh-huh. Because to them, running 25 miles is like walking down the street to Publix, uh-huh. okay? So it started to make me think. I said, all right, now that lets me know that the human body has the potential and capability to take on a significant amount of force and responsibility. Mm-hmm. And then when I look in a little bit more, just kind of introspective and kind of look at everything around, we've been wearing shoes since we're kids, yeah. even before we can walk. Yes. I got babies. We're getting shoes for Christmas and they don't even put their feet on the feet. No. They put their feet on the floor. No. All right. So what I realized is we're wearing all these great shoes. They're comfortable and they feel great. And you know what the problem is? I don't know if it's a real problem, but I believe it's a problem. They do their job too well. Yeah. They don't make the feet do their, job. their own responsibility that they were designed for. Yep. So my opinion, based upon experience. Even the street. It, even the what? Even walking on the street yes. is not the same. They are walking on an uneven surface. Sur- uneven surface. surfaces, yes. Surfaces, yes. sorry. Yes. So they actually get stronger because of that. Yes. They have more balance because of that. Yes. They have a strengthening on small muscle just because of that. We are working on super flat surface mm-hmm. that are even giving out any hard time. So we are not even getting a strengthening on the muscle that keep up balance. Super weak. So in, to put it simply, 
Most individuals just walking on the bones. Oh, they're, yeah. not, they're not. They're not walking on the bones. They're not walking on the, the the muscles and tendons the way they're designed. So I always tell individuals. I tell patients who have these foot problems. Right. I say if you take your ankle between your ankle and your toes, mm-hmm. I think there's like 23, 25 different individual bones. Okay. Yeah. So that means there is at least. 25 articulating surfaces. Yes. But the truth is there's way more. Why? Because you have certain areas where one bone articulates with four other bones. Yeah. So I won't even start to count that many, okay? But the point I'm trying to make is the foot is like a three-dimensional puzzle. If one of the bones or one of the puzzle pieces are out of place, it throws everything, everything. off. Yep. So being able to understand how your body's built and how to maintain it in its anatomically correct position is the I always yeah. use that term. You know, it's difficult, but once you're able to achieve it, you will see exponential growth in production, reduction in pain, and just feel good. Yes, definitely. You know, so, you know, so my question, how's your approach towards redu- reducing your, your plantar fasciitis or your, your um, heel spurs? Thank God I haven't suffering because okay. basically my patient is horrifying the pain. <laughs> <laughs> so the first that I do, it is... Try to do a good evaluation and get the patient on the treadmill with less amount of clothes that they can be wearing and make him run. And let's see how is everything moving from the top to the bottom. Yes, yes. And I, you're going to notice this when they are running, what is uh, actually out of place or moving on unbalanced, how will we talk, mm-hmm. and they start from that point. Okay. Sometimes I didn't even touch the foot. Like on to, to the end of like a kind of three more sessions. Like, okay, I think I still need to work on the food. Mm-hmm. But it start from the top. Okay. okay. So you go from top down? Yes. Okay. okay. Start from the top. And I can see the patient actually has been feeling better. Okay. And you can walk on the toes if you if you see the food, like uh, something that you can actually make the patients aware of how to get the weight of the body on mm-hmm. the foot. But mm-hmm. not touching the area because the area is already sensitive. It's inflamed, right. And I know that I'm doing pretty much nothing touching that area that is inflamed. So right. I'm going from the top to the bottom. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So what I come to realize also is that most individuals, the only time they pay attention to their toes is when they're getting a... a, a Pain on it. Pain or, 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 or getting their nails done. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> no, so, definitely. Yes. So, yes, so yes, yes. Um, I, I always encourage individuals to be able to use their toes, and they have no idea what I'm talking about. Yes. Um, so I, I always use the analogy. I say, listen, when you drive your car, right, you don't drive the st- holding the steering wheel like this. You actually grip the steering wheel. Yes. So your toes, I want you to be like a falcon or a bald eagle, whatever bird you like, okay? And every step you take, you grip the ground with your toes. Yes. And initially it might feel uncomfortable if you haven't done it before, but you're really going to feel those muscles in the arch of the feet. You might feel them, feel them on both sides of yeah. the ankle, running all the way up to the, the calf muscles, yeah. the peroneals. And that, I believe, makes a huge difference. It is. It makes it a is. huge difference. It is. It is make a huge difference. You know? and, and make an awareness. Always I would say, if the patient is aware, if they give us, you know, like a, a short term of getting, getting more results. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. the patient is aware that what what they have to do to get better, mm-hmm. and if you do it, it's way easier. Yes, it's, yes. It, physical therapy is just like that. We are a kind of um, a strategy to get you better. Yes. So you are 70% of the job. You are doing the 70% of the job. I love that. It is kind of, you know, the, the, the nutrition, when you got up to a plan to get, to get in shape. They say like 70% is the food and the rest is the workout. Mm-hmm. We do the same with the psychotherapy. Okay. Yes, I agree. So we teach you, we show you what you need to do, how you can fix it, and you do the 70% of the job. Yeah. So basically you guys got a lot of work to do. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's how it is. So And related to pantyphrasitis, the other pathology also involves muscles that go into your food. It is shin splint. Yes, yes. Let me piggyback on that. Okay, go. Okay, I love the piggyback, okay? (laughs) All right. So, yes, I usually see a lot of individuals with the shin splints also have foot issues. Mm -hmm. And like you said, a lot of them, well, pretty much all the muscles that work on the toes. I think it's very important that individuals understand this, okay? You have have tendons for your toes that, one, have the toe go up, down, in, and out. So a lot of tendons to do those specific things, and you have other muscles that help the ankles go in and out. All of them start... Behind the shin, okay, yes. below the or deeper than the 
the calf muscles, the gracilis uh-huh. and soleus, okay? And when you don't use those muscles, they get tight. And in, in essence, the true, by, by definition, some of that plantar fasciitis is a tendonitis yes. resulting from yes. poor flexibility and strength of the peroneal muscles. Exactly. So, you know, we can teach we, a whole weekend course on that one. But. No, and, and <laughs> honestly, we do not work out that muscle. Nope. Nope. At all. Nope. At all. You know the way that you can work it out when you pick it up something from the floor with your toes and you lean your foot inside? That is the, the, the tibial, posterior tibialis, working on it. Yes. And this is, this is the muscle that ca- caused the shin splint. Yes. How I work that muscle out is when I'm sitting on a couch and watching television, I try to pick up the remote from the floor. Okay, so that's how I work it. <laughs> oh, anything that you kids have been uh, throwing on the floor, you grab it with your toes and pick it up with the other hand. Okay, that's good. <laughs> but you can imagine running. That muscle is completely weak. Yes, because yes, we yes. are honestly, we do not work out those muscles. Yes, yes, true. So, and then you go for a run. You're going to run 13 miles. And imagine that muscle that is get attached to your tibia, mm-hmm. from the back of your tibia. And it is kind of, I think it could be like this uh, thick, th- th- this amount of thickness, mm-hmm. and it's a very long muscle. Mm-hmm. And I always tell my patients, like, imagine this is a rubber band, this thick rubber band, next to your bone. And every time that you strike the floor with your heels, the muscle is doing ting. Yes. Ting. Like playing the guitar. Ting. Yes. On your tibia. So the pain is excruciating pain. And if you don't address it on time, you're going to have a, what we call, a uh, surface of the, of the bone get irritated. I mm-hmm. forget the name for that one. When you get the... Oh, the periosteum. The periosteum, yes. you get inflate. You mm-hmm. get inflate. That's what all the muscles and tendons attach to. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So if that pain goes away, it could take at least six weeks. In six weeks out of your treatment, pl- treatment no, your, your, uh, your training? training plan, yeah. it will kill you. Yeah. It will kill you. Your record's coming down, man. Yes. You know? Just remind me a movie that the name of the movie, it is Brittany runs a marathon. Okay. That lady was training for New York Marathon. And like a, a month before the marathon, she starts suffering from shin splint. Oh, jeez. And she couldn't run it. Until you have to you have to get a, 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 ca- a brace. Brace? No. Well, it depends on what we're talking about. How they treated it? You put a boot on it. You can not put Oh, the cam walker. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. The boot. Yeah. Yeah, boot. So they're going to wear a boot for six weeks, but the marathon is in four weeks, so forget about the marathon. Yeah. So this is another thing that the, that the runner have been suffering a lot. And we don't notice until they start running. Yep. Yep. Unfortunately. Yep. So what can you do? You actually being in touch with a PT mm-hmm. that I may help you during the process. Mm-hmm. Not because of the pain, because probably the shin splint will give you pain right there when you already have the shin splint. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you may feel uncom- like a kind of discomfort on your uh, bottom of your foot or surrounding your ankle. But what happened with us? We just are like a kind of uncomfortable, let me get a, let me get a pill, mm-hmm. let me do something, maybe some rest. If your body's telling you that something is wrong, don't take a pill. Go to PT or somebody else to teach you what you have to do instead of taking a pill. A, a lot of individuals don't listen when their body speaks. Exactly. Don't listen to their body. I told my patient, like, your body is like, when you when the, the red line of your car appears in front of you, mm-hmm. you make a call and look for an appointment somewhere that you can take your car. Yep, that check engine. Exactly. But you don't do it with your body. So you can change your car. But you cannot change your body. No, it's not, not okay. I want another body, please. <laughs> it's not no, going to happen. It's not going to happen. So if you are running and you start feeling some discomfort, okay, you can get your feet on the ice, but you have to call someone to address it to let you know what it is. Now, now to kind of piggyback on what you were saying in reference to uh, get yourself a, a PT, you need to make sure that you get somebody who can analyze your movements because, you know, exactly. there's different, there's different um, areas that, we specialize in. It just so happens that we specialize in active movements, uh, individuals who are you know, actively in sports yeah. and so on and so forth. So that movement analysis is very important. And you know, luckily with the technology nowadays, it's way different than when we first oh started. Oh my God, yes. Right? I'm but so now, jealous of the people I know, there. I know, right? So, <laughs> but now we have these phones. I've had clients 
who take a picture of them doing a certain movement pattern or so on and so forth and say, look, it hurts when I do this right here. Yes. I say, okay, no problem. Yeah. I take it, I put it in slow-mo, I mark it up, I show them, hey, work on this, work on that, and boom, they, they, they start to notice uh, a progress and good yeah. results. Yeah. You know, So again, someone who can analyze your movement patterns, who n- knows the body very well, and has understanding of the sport that, that you're involved in, get them the information. The yeah. information, y- you can't have too much, but usually we have too little. Exactly. So give us as much as you possibly can. Take a picture of, 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 of you running. Get a video if you're on a treadmill, especially yeah. if, if you're training running. Get that video to us during different aspects or different time frames. Exactly. And give us the opportunity to make the, um, to make the analysis so we know what to do and how to do it. Yeah. And it makes how, a big difference. How we just told you. So we're going to give you the key to do it by yourself. Some patient is wanted you to do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but hey, usually, no problem. That's going to cost you. <laughs> exactly. But usually we give you the clue, all the tips that you need to do it by yourself. Yes. So right now you can find, I don't know how many apps that you can like, okay, how start running? And yes. they give you a plan of how you can start running. Mm-hmm. But those people definitely going to start feeling some discomfort. More than likely they will. Mm-hmm. And they probably don't know who calls. Mm-hmm. Right, because I got the physician. I'm sometimes the physician because it's not something they can notice this right away because yes. it's not actually already a pathology. Yes, it's just gonna give you something, a medication. Just take this one and get some eyes on it. All right, but definitely, if you're gonna keep running, you have to address the problem. You no look for a PT or someone actually. Honestly, I've been talking with a lot of my patients. If you like to do a sport, you really like to do a sport. Go to a doctor who also likes to do a sport. Yes, because they'll have a deeper understanding. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of runners that are going, like I call you, okay, this is an emergency. I cannot move my feet because of the pain. I'm going to a doctor that tells them, like, oh, why are you still running? Yeah, they tell you stop running. So take the pill and stop running. Don't do that anymore. Like, oh, I have been running for 20 years. How are you going to tell me that I'm going to stop running no. just because I'm crazy? Or I don't get it. So mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, go to a doctor who likes to do a sport. If it's you're a runner and the doctor is a runner, it will be even better. Yes. So. Yes. <laughs> because I, I tell you this, just like we started off, experience carries exactly. very far. Exactly. Very, very far. So a lot of times when an individual, let's say, for instance, um, a healthcare professional, a healthcare professional mm-hmm. who takes part in the same sport that you do, if you come to them with an issue, they're going to speak from experience. Exactly. They're going to they're going to analyze it in depthly. They feel it internally, exactly. and they know exactly what to do and how to do it, as well as how to move you through the healing process. Mm-hmm. They'll tell you, okay, for the first, you know, for two or three days, you're going to feel this, and then for a week or so, just do this to make yes. sure it gets you over the hump. And in two weeks, boom, you're sailing. Yes. So yes, yes, yes. I agree with that one. Yes, 100%. Yes, yes, yes. Do you know what is oh, very frustrated for someone who actually likes to do sports, like like very, very deep into, Digga. when a doctor told you, like, okay, you have to rest. Full rest. What? Now, I, there's, technically speaking, there's nothing wrong with that. Okay, no. But right. de- depend off, depend off. That actually the injury. Yes, 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 know? yes. So like perspective. perspective. Perspective is important. Definitely. Yes. So you have some injury that you can do isometric strengthening exercises. Or you can do low to do not impact mm-hmm. exercises. So that person who is running because of the training plan has been running 40 or even more miles per week. Mm-hmm. Because every day you have eight, eight miles today. 10 miles tomorrow, whatever you name it, is almost 40 miles per week. Yes. They have a level of, the substance that makes you feliz, endorphins. Yes, A lot yes. of endorphins of the body, and they say, like, okay, you have to stop it. I have a lot of patients that are going on depression. Yes. Like, okay, what can I do? Yes. The yes. doctor told me to do nothing. I, I don't know how to do nothing. Yes, so. yes. I, I, I agree with that wholeheartedly, and, and that's where, for us, us giving them options on how yes. to try to maintain the same level of activity, cardiovascular capacity, exactly. and strength without losing. So, yes, 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 rest is necessary sometimes because there's yes. times where I've had individuals who I just can't get them where they want to be, and they're still doing high levels. I look, we're going to have to dial it down just a little bit. Yes, but what I, what I say, what I said, because if you don't have the doctor who practices poor, the first op- option is to stop. 
But if your doctor has been practicing a sport, that doctor has been suffering injuries like you, mm-hmm. and that doctor know different options. Mm-hmm. And they will tell you, no, okay, you cannot run, but you can do bikes. Okay? Yes, Or, yes. Okay, you cannot run, but you can keep your heart rate working on it on swimming pool. Yes, Go yes. to swim. I love I so, the pool. So it will give you some options. So you are not feeling like, okay, I'm sitting on the co- in front of the co- in front of the TV, sitting on my couch. Wasting my time. Yeah, because these people are not couch potatoes. Exactly. And you put them in a couch potato status, they go crazy. Oh, my God. You, you even tell them, oh, you can be doing yoga. Yoga? They look at you like you're crazy. So are you kidding me? Yoga <laughs> <laughs> is a lot of effort, baby. It's a lot of effort, but the kind of people that they, they like to be moving yes. and you put them to do this pose, yeah. they go like, okay, no, no, yes, you have to do it. Or go at least once a week. Uh, see, Our goal here is to make sure, you know, thoroughbreds, they're designed to run. So our, our job is to keep thoroughbreds running exactly. as best as possible. Yes. Oh, I got another question for you. Uh-huh. Um, Achilles tendonitis. Achilles tendonitis. Mm-hmm. You know what it is not? All my experience is not that usual. No? It's not that usual. Not for runners. Really? Not that much. Maybe those beginners. Okay. Maybe okay. those beginners, they have a lot of... Um, Calf muscle tensions on it. Mm-hmm. So those are ladies that before, I think before it was more common actually. You know, now we don't use too much high heels than before. Okay. And I think that has been good. Well, I, I like high heels to be honest, but yeah. I'm sorry. You are not worried. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, but I don't know. <laughs> but yes, yes, yes. So, no, that actually, now. Uh, also, their, their uh, shoe for runners has been changing a lot. Yes, I've seen the design so has, has evolved tremendously. A lot of different designs for t- different different kind of uh, weight bearing. Mm-hmm. So that also, I think that also helps with the Achilles tendonitis. Okay. I okay. have been seeing that much. What I have been seeing is uh, the bursa behind the tendon is what I've been seeing. Mm. More irritated. All right, so that's inflamed. It Now, is. So my yes. question to you is... If the bursa is inflamed, why? The tendon has been making That's friction. Exactly. Or impact. Exactly. On top of the bursa. Exactly. But the and tendon is not it's not actually what problem. gives you the pain. Mm-hmm. It is the bursa who is giving you the pain. It's not that the tendon is not part of the problem. Right, it is right. part of the problem. Yes. But, but it's not what's causing the pain. Exactly. But could be also a poor mobility that make the tendon make more friction with the boards. Mm-hmm. So it's same. Mobility is key. Okay. And we work on the mobility. Now, now one thing I also want to touch on is is the individual who pushes through pain. Uh-huh. You know? And let's be honest. You can't yes. be at the top of your game if you don't push through a little yes. bit of discomfort. But if we push through discomfort for too long, it usually results in issues elsewhere. Yes. So what's going to happen is when you have pain and discomfort, it's going to change up your movement mechanics slightly. Changes up your movement mechanics slightly. Now something else is working a little bit more or a little bit less than it's supposed to. Now you have an issue somewhere else that there was no issue with before. Yes. And I think that kind of goes along the lines of making sure you can analyze uh, the movement pattern to, to, to mitigate those risks as much as possible. Yes. For sure, for sure, for sure. Yes. yes and yeah. um, so and you have to, we, we haven't addressed this, but if you... If you are on a, um, um, keep forgetting the name, a plan, a training plan. Okay, yes. You, you are on, under the training plan, and you see that you have to be building up miles weekly. Mm-hmm. You definitely have the good time to get the body recovered. Mm-hmm. Because even though you are very in a line, you are very balanced, Your muscles start building a lot of restriction because of the impact that you are making on the road. You are not giving it enough time to recover. You're going to start suffering other pathologies. For sure. So you have to consider it, have resting time, as well as a massage or you name it, uh, other treatment to help to release the tension of the muscle. Get your stretch. Get your... Your strengthening has a part of the problem. Get also, if it's possible, get on the sauna or get on the um, hot tub. Okay. Try to release and increase um, 
blood flow to the muscles as well. We are not talking too deep in here, but we have other uh, soft tissue or tissue that cover the whole body, which is the fascia. Mm-hmm. And yep. the fascia get us a lot of restriction. Has a big influence, and for sure. if we don't work on that, even if we have balance, we're going to start having some joint that doesn't move well or some muscles that are actually what we call in physical therapy in deficit. Mm-hmm. So we don't want that. So... Uh, Basically, I want to put this as simple as possible. Your body is a finely tuned machine. Yes. Just as hard as it works, it still needs time to recover, to rebuild, so that it can progress future, further on for your activity or just in life in general. Exactly. And then when you feel pain, don't stop. Don't, do, actually, do not wait. Right, right, right. Address don't it. Wait. Address, Address it. it, yes. From the moment that you start feeling it, mm-hmm. right? I have a lot of patients that I, when I, was, I was feeling a kind of discomfort with doing my mile my mile 10 and when i get to the 12 i couldn't walk anymore i have to stop i have to call someone to pick me up because i couldn't do it anymore and if you're at the end somewhere very far away you're in big trouble if you don't got somebody to get you back exactly (laughs) (laughs) so you have to listen to your body your body's a perfect machine it will give you all the signs Mm -hmm. just gotta listen yes do not ignore it Got a question for you. Yes. Now, how do you factor in your rest, your rest periods, or your downtimes in between training? You're trying to get to 26 miles. Yes. How do you do that? It's not. It is not easy. So honestly, for me, because full time job, being a mom, mm-hmm. and try to be a good runner for long distance is taking a lot of a kind of requires a schedule for you, like a waking up at five in the morning to go for running, to have breakfast, to eat well. You have to eat well. You have irritated. You have have some kind of electrolytes or everything to keep your body hydrated as much as possible. Living in Florida, hydrated hydration. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> hydration is so important. For sure. So, part of the resting it is keep your body with the whole nutrition and hydrations as possible. Okay. Right. Okay. I do have. Collie that I work with that I do, like, okay, I know my AT band have trouble with, so can you work on it? Or actually, you feel, you know, you feel your body is getting heavier. Like when you are running, you, when you feel good, you run 10 miles, like nothing. Like, mm-hmm. a, okay, I feel a cheetah. i so fast. But when your body is not doing well, could be because you are exhausted, you are, you are fatigued, you are not, you didn't have a good night of sleep, you name it. Even the night before, you have been feeling well for your stomach. So at the morning, you feel like you are a rock running. You could, Why? If you had run 10 miles three days ago, and now I'm going to run five, and I feel like someone has to push me from the back. Right, right. That is that. You have to notice that this is something I need to rest more. Maybe I didn't hydrate as well. What have been eating before? Is something happening? So resting, you have to get in consideration a lot of things. Not just like, oh, watching TV, resting on my bed. Right. If you can do some active resting, it will be better. What we call active resting, doing some stretching. doing Getting a, a deep tissue massage, if you like. For sure. Uh, doing a kind of Tai Chi or yoga class. Even if it's a hot yoga, to me, it's even better right. for me. So you have to figure it out. What is, what do you feel that your body works better during the resting days? Is this the answer, or this is the question that you are was trying to? No, no. I think it encompasses a lot of things. So you okay. answer my question and then some. Okay. Now, you, one thing you touched on, I think, is very important that a lot of individuals kind of keep in mind as well is uh, staying hydrated, the hydration. hydration. Okay. There's studies that show that individuals. Uh, the more dehydrated you are, the higher propensity you are for having an injury. Yes. Okay. If you think about it. I always tell individuals, your muscles, they're very similar to a rubber band, and if they become dry or dehydrated, that rubber band becomes more brittle and it's easier to break. Yes. Keeping it nice, moist, and hydrated is the best way to kind of keep the gears greased, and keep the machine, the machine well-oiled so yes. it can perform optimally. So one of the simplest things is making sure you stay hydrated, and it's not something you do by just drinking a cup right before performance. Oh, yes. You got to do it throughout the day, right? Exactly. Okay. So that's important. And electrolytes, that's deeper stuff. Yes. But, you know, drink some water, people. Yes. Okay. And, and I don't want to hear, uh, I don't like the way water tastes. 
<laughs> I think it's ridiculous, but everybody has a preference. So judge free zone here. If, judge if free it's zone. all the, your body going to tell you you're doing it wrong. Right, <laughs> right, right. Your right. body's going to tell you you are not doing the right thing. Right, that's it. right, right, right. So, yes. So drink water, people. Yes. Please. Yes, yes, yes. So I think we have been addressing a lot of the most common pathologies or injury that the Ronnie has been suffering. I think we touched on a few things. Oh, yeah, yes. Sure. So sure. definitely, if you guys, if you have any questions, you can text us. We're going to we're gonna get at the end all our information from the podcast, from the Instagram account, mm-hmm. even our uh, direct emails and phone to see if you need to uh, address any questions. For sure. So we are located in South Florida, Orlando. It is most located on Davis area. Well, I'm, I'm in South Florida, so I go. I travel between like Broward and and, and Miami. Awesome, you know, awesome. So I Me do a too. Lot of driving, so we are. Right. Yeah, so I'm, 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 I I live in Broward, okay. but I was traveling to South Florida, down to Aventura, Sunny awesome. Isles, and also Western. These areas surrounded. So definitely, if you need to reach us. We're going to give all the information. You can ask ask any question that you want to. We are open to your question related to physical therapy. Yes, give us questions. Give us questions. We want to answer. Oh, yes. And yes, if we don't yes. know it, we'll figure it out. Uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I, you know what? I think I enjoyed this very well. Oh, me too. Yes, yes, yes. So um, thank you, Mariana, for speaking with me. And uh, let's trade ideas and, and, and thought processes. And, and I hope... Everybody was able to kind of learn something and and, and, and and pull some information oh, yeah. so that they can be better runners or be better selves, however it is or whatever it is they're trying to do. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't need to be related to running. Mm-hmm. Actually, we're open to discuss any other pathology or any other problem that you have been with your body. It's like yeah. a do not help you. If you are not helping you bet your body to perform better than any other activity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So actually, how we said before, our passion it is body mobility. So if we, our body moves better, we're gonna feel better. For sure. And we're gonna prevent injury. Yes. So keep that in mind. Oh yeah. <laughs> all right. So, all you beautiful people out there, glad to speak with you. Glad you listen and come back again. Thank you, Orlando, for inviting me. Thank you, Mariana. It was a pleasure. It was awesome. High five. <laughs> Let me get some. All right. <laughs> Take it easy. Bye. Thanks. <laughs>